0: You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Hey everyone, it is Wednesday evening, time for American Winer on podcastdetroit.com. How's everybody doing? Joining me tonight, driving in from Toledo, making the treacherous, uh, no doubt treacherous journey from uh, northern Ohio all the way to Royal Oak. Uh, Thank you so much for coming. We've got Mike E.P., uh from the uh we speak english good podcast and uh random mystique what's up how are you two
1: really awesome how are you
0: well i'm good i'm good uh how was the drive
1: not treacherous at it all it wasn't treacherous no, it was great it was like smooth the whole way it
2: was it was great and you know what it's funny <laughs> on the way up here we did our own like little uh, uh we did a couples cast uh driving up here it was sort of like getting warmed up we're like sort of like 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 doing stretches like podcast stretches like we did a warm-up podcast on the way to do a podcast wow see how fucking meta i am
0: can we kiss yeah Yeah. oh yeah it's the internet yep (laughs) we're so meta bro you nice. have no idea a, a podcast before the podcast <laughs> i'd never heard of, but that's thank you so much you warmed up you got...
2: we're very warmed up yeah. i i i'm going to my, a million miles an hour and i'm talking to the guys who just walked out of the studio and i just start talking to those guys about <laughs> like like the infrastructure of detroit and, and your producer katie comes out i was like hey we're recording here." <laughs> so i'm like in that mode currently it's hot baby it's hot
0: well, I I, I got to say I met Raina uh, at, a, at a, uh, the Purple Rose uh, uh actor director lab back in we the fall. We were in the same group. Yes, we were. Yeah, we we, we <laughs> had a skit together. Me, you and Jeremy Kuchark, who was on bass back in uh February. And then uh you mentioned that uh your husband Mike uh had a podcast of his own. Uh-huh. And then I was on uh We Speak English good back in January, I think mm-hmm. that was. So yeah. uh so that's how uh, I became acquainted with you guys. Um, and now you're here. So thank you very much yes, for coming on. Solid yeah.
1: networking. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's what it's <laughs> all about. Right. Um, but um, so we're going to uh, so this is we got two of you today. So I'm going to uh, I'm going to kind of do a, a, a double pronged interview that will then why into the, a singular interview. Um, yes. But uh, we're going to start – we'll start with Mike. Ooh, uh, I like it. And uh, I, I got the same uh, four questions for you. I, I start the in a interview off with the same question every time, and that question is where were you born? I was born in uh,
2: Oregon, Ohio at uh, the St. Charles Hospital, which still stands and – been there many times since Oregon, Ohio. Where is that? That is right outside of Toledo, Ohio, where I currently st- live. It's like full circle. My life has become full circle. I, 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 I try to escape Oregon, and then I, I, I just it, it keeps bringing me back. It keeps pulling me back in, mm-hmm. and so now I'm back. And um, so, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. So you grew up in Oregon then? Uh, No, actually, I was born in Oregon, mm-hmm. and then I actually grew up in Michigan, but it was in this uh, real uh, fancy place called Jasper, Michigan. And uh, when you say Jasper, you have to say Jasper like that. You have to have a Southern... Dr- Jasper, Michigan. Mm-hmm. And my childhood house does not stand, actually. It has burnt down. Currently, my history has been burnt to the ground, literally. And it's actually the, uh, the history of my family, because when they moved to Michigan, they built that house from scratch oh my god so it was in my family and so it's very uh it's very uh what's the name of that book where all the the title way gabriel hundred years of solitude oh yeah this is how that book ends and how it just like in that book well, that's it's, fucking sad how how old was the house it was it was only like 60 or 70 years
0: old so like like his, <laughs> it his, wasn't as old as notre dame no no yeah. no yeah no no it wasn't a, it
2: wasn't like a world historical tragedy it was just this like little shit house where a bunch of trashy white people live for a long time so that's huh. about it and jasper
0: is just outside of adrian right exactly yeah okay and uh so that's where you grew up um <laughs> what uh, what did your parents do for a living
2: um my dad was a tire salesman um he did that until he until he retired he was forced into early retirement and my mom, who currently is still uh she is a nurse's aide
0: nurse's aide yes. okay yes. uh what kind of a student were you
2: terrible Oh, Awful, <laughs> just, just fucking terrible. About sixth grade, I realized that I could make <laughs> others laugh and pull attention to myself, and it was over from that point on. So mm-hmm. I did really well until about sixth grade, and then, and then after that, it was just like my dad doing homework for me and failing me, and <laughs> it was just a mess. But was... well, you made it through
0: elementary school. Was... I,
2: I made it through elementary school, and I uh, made it through high school, and, and, and then some college, but yeah, I... Uh, yeah, I was not good at all of that.
0: Okay. What uh what 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 was your childhood like? What were you into and what did you uh, uh my your chi- interest?
2: I would I would say my childhood was uh chaos. Um and it wasn't like it wasn't like chaos is in violence or anything, but it was like it was like lord of the flies. My at one point my sister and I realized that My dad worked. He left when he left the house at five thirty in the morning. He didn't come home till about eight thirty at night. And my mom worked second shift, so she was gone from about two until Uh, eleven. That's key, kids. Yes, so we had a babysitter who was terrible. Who used to make me swallow Dawn soap anytime I cussed. Uh, Yeah, oh, she was, she was, she was. Was she older or younger? She was probably at that time in her forties um so that's old to a kid that's yeah oh yeah Yeah. she was an old lady she was an awful witch and like when i was in high school i i I like pranked her but horrible pranks like like i was doing the kind of pranks that like the internet trolls do on like with the the anonymity of the internet but like i was calling her being like your child's dead and or like i'm gonna kill your son and he's gonna you're gonna watch i'm gonna send you the video it was awful but you gotta you gotta understand I grew up Lord of the Flies, yeah. so we we were me and my sister found out that we could um not go to the babysitter, and the bus will actually take us right home. And we're like, Why are we doing this shit let's go home, get some fucking cheetos and and just party and and that's what we did, so like basically, my sister was just uh she was after school, it was just pandemonium. And there was nothing my parents could do. They didn't. They they just stopped trying. They were like, "No, you need to go to your babysitter." But what are you gonna do? Like, they're at work. Right. So we just came home and we just raised ourselves. And God bless my parents. they were, were amazing parents. But I mean, they just left us to our own devices. So it, it's sort of um, a lot of that. A lot of that time in my life is what I'm fixing now.
0: <laughs> well, how old were you when all that was going on?
2: Um, that was from probably. Um, I would say probably from eight to about eleven. I or no, maybe no, no, like six or seven to eleven. Oh, really? So there was like huh. five years, maybe less. I mean, my my memory fails me because I have been like they drugged me as a child. Like I was uh, riddling and then also I was like smoking weed at 10 and shit so like i'm telling you when you think uh, when i think we talked about it on my podcast gummo when you yeah, think of yeah. the movie gummo like you can kind of think of what jasper michigan is and it's not as extreme because that was sort of a you know they they ex- made that an extreme situation, but it was still just as trashy, and there was still like nasty. Beat. Like there was like this lady named Tammy who let all the kids come over and smoke cigarettes and drink beer at her house, and she was like fifty and wore these spandex, and she was morbidly obese, dating this guy named Todd who was like missing a chromosome or two. Uh, no offense to anybody missing chromosomes, we're all God's children. Um, <laughs> but the. <laughs> <laughs> But they would You're just. Painting a picture. Yes, here. I yeah, am. Okay. So, like, these people would let us come over, smoke cigarettes, drink, and, and there was like, there was like 22 year old dudes, like, trying to hook up with the, like, my sister and her friends and shit. It was gross. It was disgusting. Like, it was literally just Lord of the Flies. Cause, I mean, I don't know where these people's parents were, but they sure as hell, um, they must have been at the same places that my parents were at work, I guess, because every kid in that little community, and Jasper, I'm, I'm, it was. I don't know, maybe 100 people lived in that community. And then so you have these few teenagers and, and younger kids just sort of running <laughs> you know, a fucking muck. Mumbling, and I mean, yeah. we used to break into houses and rearrange furniture and shit like that. Oh, man, it, you it, creepy
0: crawl. Oh, dude, yeah. we would
2: break into houses and and, and, and and steal cigarettes and booze. And like, it wasn't like we were in there trying to like find money or anything. It was all like bullshit, like <laughs> Like
0: booth. I gotta ask you one one thing. <laughs> sure, before please. We move on. I know
2: I'm dominated. Please. No, no, no. <laughs> I, I,
0: there's one thing because you mentioned you smoked weed for the first time and you were ten. Yeah, you said. Do you remember what that was like? Because yeah. I couldn't. I did it when I was 21 for the first mm. time, and I don't know how I would have reacted at the no. age of 10. Um, the first time I ever smoked, it, it was like
2: a roach. I, I remember this specifically, and it's funny that it's funny the things that we remember very specifically, and then the things that our brains choose to just sort of pushes aside. But this particular instance, I remember my sister was like, it's a little roach. And she's like, it's a roach. And I'm just like, okay. And I'm like, and it like burns my lips. And it was like a pinner, too. And if you don't know what a pinner is, think of a pin with paper wrapped around it, like a sewing needle with paper wrapped around it. And that's a pinner. Literally, it's like <laughs> the joints. Pin. Yes. Yeah. So so we hit it. I think it ended up burning my lips. And, and like I was like, this is awful. So nothing happened. But the second time, now that... I remember specifically which was probably like a week later um I got I was so fucking high and we were sitting there and I don't remember what we were laughing about but I remember just I was shaking my head back and forth like I'm saying no laughing until like it turned into crying and then <laughs> sobbing and you know this is a 10-year-old child and, and and I don't know if you have any nephews or nieces or a son or anything like that if you if you uh, know what a 10-year-old looks like or no one personally to think of that 10-year-old out there fucking smoking weed and laughing into like hysteria and then into sobbing like imagine that your niece or nephew just do it like that to me is is terrifying yeah. like I, like that's the worst thing i could think about for my for my niece or my nephews you know yeah. or or my own son i don't want
0: him to do that either so
2: so yeah my childhood was was chaos
0: yeah, Lord of the Flies. Lord of the Flies. And the end of every day was like the end of the novel and your dad was the soldier coming. <laughs> yes, coming and home. he would yeah. come
2: home with today the day's bounty wrapped around his back, KFC. And you're sitting there <laughs> crying because you
0: smoked weed. And you know? I got
2: too high. <laughs> yeah. But here's the other thing, you know, and just even talking about this is sort of like bringing up these memories of, of my dad used to bring home booze. Like my dad wasn't a drinker. But he would, every once in a while, bring home booze. And, like, he would totally feed it to us. Like, here you go. Here's some vodka. But his thing was black velvet and Budweiser, which is, like, the worst yeah, thing you could— like. that's not a gentleman's drink. No, no. Oh, yeah. and, and he would be like, this is a Boilermaker. And he would drop a shot of it into a Budweiser. And it was just terrible. But then again, he would put, he would be like, here you go. Here's your portion. And I'd be drunk. So, so like, if you think about it, like people have been feeding me drugs since I, I can even remember. Yeah. And, so,
0: and you're what? You're 35 now? Six. 36. I just now, turned
2: yeah.
0: 36 Thursday. Happy birthday. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, Raina. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Raina, where were you born?
1: San Diego, California. San
0: and did you grow up in San Diego? I did. And what was your childhood like? What were you, tell me about it.
1: I was not getting fed drugs. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Although one could make the argument
2: that you could have, if you wanted to.
1: Yeah, I've been mean, fed I, drugs. I probably <laughs> could have. Like my parents <laughs> were open, and like you know, um, my childhood was great. It was great. I have a lot of happy memories. I don't really have a lot of like. Sad memories. My dad left when I was, right before my ninth birthday. Um, so my mom raised us primarily. There were five of us.
0: Were um, you the oldest, youngest? I'm the
1: oldest. And I'm, I'm very much like, gotta be responsible. Gotta be the big <laughs> sister. <laughs> Let's turn that off. It's too loud. So I'm definitely that big sister. Um, Kind of the square of the bunch. But
0: What did uh, what'd your mom do for a living?
1: Um, she's a teacher, an educator. So she worked for the juvenile court and community schools. So,
0: wow. So that, so for her, like raising, she must've been, was she pretty strict or, you know? Oh
1: my God. No, she's a a juvenile delinquent. Oh, really? (laughs) No, I love my mom. But, um, I mean, if you're going to relate to kids that like are kicked out of every other school, like you gotta be different. You gotta be special and She's that person who could <laughs> just, you know. And she's
0: still doing it now. She's
1: still fucking doing it. She came out of retirement and she's back at it like a crack addict. Just full throttle.
0: Well, so uh what kind of a student were you?
1: Um, I mean, I was I guess I was a good I don't know, just average, like I had my head up my ass most of like high school. So like I don't really remember that much. Basic grades, B's, A's, C's. I only got like a couple of D's every now and then, but they were like definitely attendance based. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah, I don't know. So I pretty pretty regular. pretty
0: solid though. You were pretty, Yeah, like yeah. my
1: parents never had didn't my mom didn't have to worry about me like I was going to I got my job I got the job done.
0: Mhm. Mm-hmm. Uh what were you what were your interests when you were growing up? Like, what were you into? Were you, did you do music as a kid? Or
1: music was always like the only thing that I was like, I'm gonna be a singer. like that's that's always been the goal. Um, but I swam. I played water polo. I was really, really heavy into summer camp. love summer camp. Um, arts and crafts, books. like it's just like in like a, I had a good kid's life. I didn't grow up too fast, you know, mm-hmm. definitely, music was number one. Boys, I mean,
0: Pretty idyllic Southern California upbringing. Man. Oh, yeah. Like
1: yeah. fucking Disneyland. Like, mm-hmm. just, uh, like I'm just going to live my life and it doesn't get any better than this. And then, like, the real world hits and you're like, oh, shit.
0: <laughs> when did the real world hit for you?
1: Not even until, like, after college. Like, I was probably, like, 26, <laughs> 27, maybe, maybe 35. I really don't know. Like, I was a grown-ass woman. So I lived in my, like, fairy tale for a long time.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, I'll uh, I'll bring the interview together now. When did you guys meet? How did that happen?
1: <laughs> when, mm. I, when I learned about the real world. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, the, that
2: that that sh- she's insinuating that when she met me, that's when the real world hit her in the face.
1: <laughs> <laughs> there were some different experiences. <laughs> Moments where you get white girl wasted. He never been never had those experiences before. You know, fun stuff. We met in a band, um I was actually in the band and and uh, I don't know if you were friends of somebody or how you showed up there, Oh,
2: I but... was I was friends with Matt because Matt was playing yes. with her shell yes. and Matt brought me in. And Matt was a, he was a saxophone, saxophone player. player so saxophone. he was a
1: saxophone player in the band that I was in. So he shows up at this party and then he ends up auditioning to be the keyboard player for the band that I was in. And then we just ended up Dating.
2: No, no, Hold on. I, I, the, the, I feel like that there's more fun to the story than this. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that we could like pull this apart a bit because it was a very interesting way of ha- it happened. So like she sees me at a party and now... So I'm I'm wasted, and like at that time of my life, I was like on drugs, drugs, on drugs.
0: like any like anything and everything. J- just for reference, this is in San Diego. Yes, right? this is in San Diego, okay. probably like 2008. 2008. So you guys were in your mid twenties. Yes. Uh, how really quick? How did you end up in San Diego then?
2: Oh, I ended up in San Diego because <clears throat> I actually had a um. Um uh, me and two other friends, we had to get out of Toledo because it was just—I mean, Toledo at that time was very desolate and sad, depressed place. Whereas now there's a little bit more life to it, a lot more life. I I can't talk shit about Toledo. It's been great for me, but um, uh, yeah, I we ended up. Toledo. <laughs> oh yeah, we end, we ended up <laughs> pry, baby. We're we ended up going out to San Diego because we had some friends out there. But me and my buddy, we're both musicians. We were gonna go to Austin, and because Austin has a beautiful music scene, and it still does. Uh, Austin's an incredible city. But um, it just worked out that our buddy got established in San Diego, so we were able to just crash on his floor for uh, a month until we got on our feet. And a- at that time, you could do that if you had a place to stay and you could you could do that but now i don't think i think you need like months and like thousands of dollars to move to california now is like almost impossible you need to have like a very professionally high paid job to yeah. move there now it's you need insane. a plan <laughs> yeah, you need <laughs> a plan for sure uh but yeah so it, it was just it, it was easy for me that's why okay <laughs>
0: and and just so just because uh, we didn't really talk about music with you how had you initially gotten into music and what oh, were you playing
2: and- um well My sister played in band and I thought that was really neat as a kid. And also my dad, it was just like a music fan in general. And so we just had like records and records and records and records. And we used to go digging through crates and like it was just... I mean, if you, if you think about it now, it's like a DJ's wet dream is what we used to do. We used to go to like my dad used to be so cool with record shop owners that they would let us like go to their private collection in their basements and shit, and be like, "Oh, go ahead, you can," you know. And and it was before records were actually priced for <laughs> what they're worth. Well, you know, whatever. Uh, but we would get like these amazing Miles Davis albums for like twenty five cents. You know what I mean? So like it was it was a it was an awesome time because records at that time were obsolete because of CDs. But anyways, my dad was a huge music fan, and my sister, it, just seeing her play, and and it just sort of clicked. And then I had a friend at school. Of course, that helped. That's why I switched over to guitar, though. So I started with drums. Uh, my dad was a huge fan of big band, specifically G- uh, Gene Krupa. Um, I took a, a liking to because he was just fucking wild, man. If you wanted Gene Krupa to do a solo— it's not like how these guys do it now, like these gospel chops do. They're very precise. It was just very wild and primal. He was just like, blah, blah, blah. blah. Like he was, you can just see his wrist going a million miles an hour. I, just, I really, something connected with me on that. So I started with drums, and then um, I got to high school, and my buddy played guitar, and I was over drums by then, and then it
0: was just it kept going. So you're a guitar player. You moved to San Diego oh. to, to crash with the with a friend. You're yeah. playing in bands, yeah. And then you're wasted at a party, and Raina sees you. She sees. So- <laughs> so- <laughs> <laughs>
1: I actually wasn't sure if he was mentally retarded or not. Oh, and oh, well, so I was I like, didn't think oh, she was going to say
2: that. Well, but- <laughs> I,
1: I wasn't going to tell the whole story, but since we're going going balls deep in it, please do. I was like, oh wow, like he's kind of cute, but like he's like he's. Retarded, she she like, thought
2: she thought I was seriously mental like disability. mentally mentally disabled. But he was I on think drugs. Is the word, but,
1: but he was, I just was just like on so it was the way he was moving. You know, it was like it seems like he's like cognitively there, but I'm just not really sure. So
0: you were kind of just doing something with your arms there. Yeah. So oh like, no, like, well, <laughs>
2: like at the time I was probably was... talking because sometimes I'll start talking like this and like I'll you just guys start
1: getting can't see it. But whoa,
2: I'll start like waving my hands and it can get a little flamboyant at times. I'll admit. Um, but but at that time, being so high on drugs and and uh, uh, like I'm just like uh, in my my arms and my wrists mm-hmm. are going. But he was playing
1: stuff. the keys like well, and so that's what it was like like the body movements and the sound. Um, it was like that it was, was like, like, like some our, kind of savant, yeah, like, like some <laughs> guy who's on exactly, the spectrum. Exactly, I
2: think spectrum is uh, is yes, better than yes, the yes. R word.
1: Yes, yes, I <laughs> thought he was on the spectrum. So, anyways, he ends up auditioning for our band and getting in
2: okay and, hold on now and I'm hold super on forward. so this is this is this is the other thing we show i showed up at first like the audition i think was it the audition i was wasted i was still wasted from the night before and i show up to the audition in full uh ultimate warrior paint and like i'm still fucked up from the night before i'm drunk as fuck and i show up to my audition like freshly painted with ultimate warrior you face just paint. did
0: that just to do it or you... i was
2: very high on drugs uh-huh. very high on drugs yeah. well you made an
0: impression though so. well no
1: y- it wasn't that i actually was very repulsed
0: by yeah him. oh he, really yeah. i so mean you he
1: showed up that. like i don't have a car i'm gonna need a ride to and from practice and i was just like don't ever ask me
0: because <laughs> <laughs> you're the band leader right it, no, no i wasn't
1: the band leader i mean i'm kind of alpha like in band situations, but I was, I was not. At leader.
0: that time, she
2: wasn't making a, she wasn't, she wasn't in that. She hadn't positioned herself in that position you know yet. Bands,
1: you know were bands
0: you just are. singing or what were you doing? In yeah. That band, so there
1: know? were, there were two vocalists at that time. Eventually there were three of us. Um, so it was like a, a hit, like a rapper and a singer. I was a singer. And then we had another singer and then we had a keyboard. No, we had drummer, bass player, guitar and um saxophone and now keyboard with Mike Lawford coming on okay. but we had three mics in the band so that's how he became Mike EP uh, cuz i played, because he the, played piano. the piano and it Look just has origin stuck, stories like it's stuck all these years um cuz we had a we had a um a Mike Rubenhold, Ice pick and a Mikey P. His
2: name was Mike, but we don't know his last name. <laughs> I don't think Ice anybody pick. ever
0: did. <laughs> no. That is a name you get it's in dy- prison for
2: sure. Dy- <laughs> he
0: looks like somebody who
2: got that name in well, prison. Like the too. Nicest awesome. guy ever. He's very nice, but a very uh he has a very addictive personality. Which did not work out <laughs> which worked in my favor at the time, even though you know it's not really in your favor, but you know, that's yeah, you know, uh, what was this
0: band called? What was the-
1: it was called Conscious in the Co op.
0: Conscious in the co-op, mm-hmm. okay. and it was one wow. of those
1: bands for me, and I think for a lot of people in the band that when we broke up, it just like hurt really bad, like it was a really nasty breakup, and like, like now we all love each other, like you know we mm-hmm. we talk to each other, but there good was a wedding f- far good, enough yeah. out, yeah, from the yeah event. but it was it was it was nasty, yeah, it, was it was shitty, so
2: nasty. but she was making eyes at me. Let, let me just, let's but it was the after right. a while though after when I
1: realized like okay, well like he's not like totally
2: on he's the, on spectrum. the <laughs> spectrum
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> so so yeah you know no she just... made
2: eyes at me and and then my friend uh Justin he uh he called her on my phone was like and he did like he was doing like a, 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 a an exaggerated impression of me like he drunk like, mike he's like hello,
1: hi do
2: you want to have dinner <laughs> with me okay tomorrow at 9 And she said yes, which is the funny thing, (laughs) is that she agreed.
1: You sound like Scooby
2: Doo. I'm not. Am I exaggerating? I am not exact. That is how he makes fun of my drunk self. That's the same
1: voice. Did we just say that by then we had already known each other? Like
0: you had been in the band, right? She knew. I was going to ask. Was this the same day? Did you still have the paint on? No, but it was.
2: But it was at the beginning of like us being like cooler. You know, starting
1: out like as like. Band. yeah you know, like we had known each other like
2: we were being f- we we're friends everybody we're was friends, friends. <laughs> but we
1: definitely hit it because it was definitely like you guys are in the band and you're dating and like this is going to cause problems so you know we'd go make out like in between like pre- like
2: yeah we'd be like we're stuff. gonna go get a burrito <laughs> <laughs> yeah, i put air quotes everybody you, you missed that you missed that
1: so one.
0: yeah and yeah well I- so conscious in the co-op you guys join the space start dating and what happens with that band? Well, how long you make how- some fucking Jesus. incredible
1: music that I'm Jesus
0: happened to I'm that probably
1: band. going to release at some point just because like I'm still salty, you know, deep down. I'm still harboring wounds from that, even though it's been like years. But we make some great music together. We play some awesome shows and um Partly power struggle. One member found Jesus.
2: No, a couple um. members found Jesus, and, and and then incited the power of Jesus in another. So, like like used. His his is he evangelized. He oh yeah. yeah. He used, but it was he mostly this, just yeah. it
1: was mostly just power struggles yeah. and and just typical
2: band. Seen. shit yeah. Oh yeah. super band shit, super band shit. It was awesome. Yeah.
1: But back then we were still in our twenties and like really fiery and like you yeah. know talking. You, you shit, cared way
2: too much about. Cared that. way
1: too much like talking shit when we like started new bands at shows <laughs> and stuff. You know, just like all of the things that like I see other people doing now who are younger than me that like. I've made it out of and I, and I'm still doing music and I can be like, I know where you are. You're hungry. You're, you're young. You're feisty. And then to grow up out of that and to be like, okay, like this is where I am now. Mm -hmm. Like retrospection and.
2: <laughs> That's a big one, you know. Which the, uh, in, and hum, you, just being humbled in your twenties, retrospection is, is is non-existent. Yeah, you don't have the capacity. No, because you always your the brain, brain your just career. got done developing. It's like at, at 25 26 your brain finally develops, and then like and then what what kind of retrospection do you have on like an un fully developed brain unfully well plus you're always
1: (laughs) you're always bettering yourself like it's like i'm now i'm playing festivals or now i don't have stage fright anymore or now i'm writing songs or everything's always your best you know and then you reach a plateau and some people fall off and you decide to go on so at that point it starts to be okay the dedication and the passion are there but you can take out some of that like just absurd Yeah, just
2: it's just being it's just not knowing who you are as a person in your twenties. You know, I mean, I don't, I don't, you know. So yeah, I don't know how old you are, but I don't think you're in your twenties anymore. No, I'm thirty two. Yeah, so yeah, (laughs) we covered that on my podcast, I think. Uh, But but the yeah, it's like when you look at your twenties. I mean when I look at my twenties like I just look at it as like this was a it was a really fun time for me and it was it was great <clears throat> It was really fun but there was a lot of things that I was overlooking within myself and so my 30s has just been all like this is retrospection, and and now I'm I'm guessing my 40s is going to be like when my life really begins. But <laughs>
0: it's like, well, they say you know, like you remember that movie Matilda? Yes. yes. There was that mo- moment where Danny DeVito is narrating early on, and, and the young Matilda who has n- uh, negligent parents. The narration goes something like, "At the age of five, Matilda was learning it, what uh, what most adults learn in their early 30s: how to take care of yourself. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like that's the thing. It's because you, you know." The, your 20s are, you know, when you turn 21, it's like, okay, you're an adult now. But really, it really is when you turn 30. That's when you really kind yeah. of have the, the brain power to sort of know what how to be an adult, yeah. right? Yeah,
2: because at 21, like, you are drinking until 6 because you have to work until at 7.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
2: <Because> <laughs> at, at 31, you're like, I'm going to stop drinking at 9, you guys. I'm going to get home. I'm just going to stop drinking. Yeah, I just don't drink. Yeah, yeah. Anymore. And then that's eventually, like, <laughs> dude, I can't take this hangover shit. It's, it's done. It,
0: yeah. yeah, The the... The last time I did anything like mate, where I got, I think the term is crunk, where you're both, you're, you're, you're on multiple <laughs> I, I don't things. think that's a term anymore, it's man. But it was, okay. well, here's when the you're thing. It was at the time, yeah, okay, when the okay. last okay. time I did, So that's how long ago it was. Cause I was like, I, it happened. And then I was, uh, I I was in, it was a Saturday and I, I could not get out of bed that Saturday. And mm. I was like, I remember I said, this is the last time I'm doing this. This is, I, I'm too old now. I can't do it.
2: Yeah.
1: It's so. that heavy feeling. But
2: just for me, it was like like I would go hard all weekend and then Monday it was like sober up on Monday day because Sunday was fun day. Right. Uh, And then like I would have this horrible hangover until like Thursday or Friday night and it's time to do it all over again. So like it was this horrible cycle of just being like anxious and sweaty and like feeling terrible and like. And like in that in the momentum of, of your twenties and, and the life you're living, you just like you just chalk it
0: up to like this is what life is, bro. I'm immortal, man. Yeah, yeah. I got all yeah, the time yeah immortal, this is how yeah.
2: it's gonna go down forever. And and then eventually you just realize it's like this is not how people should live. And, you know, like people shouldn't be just down like at one point in my twenties I was drinking like a fifth of, of, of hard liquor a night. Wow. And and like and going to work the next day. And that was, and then I lost that job. Yeah, that let's kinda, not
1: call him a good worker, though. No, I was never a
2: good <laughs> worker. Uh, it's like I, I, I'm I'm only a good worker if I'm very interested in what I'm doing. <laughs> Other than that, I'm just like you're gonna. Yeah, I'm looking for ways to not work.
0: I sympathize with that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but so so conscious in the co-op. How long was that band together total? Like how many years? Was a
2: like a few years. I a really couple. Don't, it wasn't that long, but it was like long enough like for. It felt long. Three
1: years, years yeah. maybe. I want yeah, to say like three years. Three years. Yeah.
2: It, it was very short lived. I But like in the moment, in, in the time, it felt like a long time mm-hmm. because we, we made really good progress and like we were all very focused and we were all very driven, you know, like how bands start out that like, oh man, there's something here.
1: We had a good logo, you know, <laughs> it's
2: a it's little thing. But it, it, as soon as, uh, you know, as soon as. Yeah, the band shit happens. Yeah, and then well, people get comfortable yeah. with each other, right? And it's like being in a relationship. It's like it's like farting around your spouse for the first time. You know, it's <laughs> like how, how what 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 are the boundaries? And then and then and then how far can we push them? Because some of us are drug-addled dickheads. You know, what I mean, uh-huh. so like it was just all that. And not everybody in the band was in their twenties either. Like like yeah, no. Like half the members were in their thirties, still fucking up. <laughs> like, like like half the band no a, a few members of the band like really had bad life experiences at, at post band uh-huh. so like yeah it, it's it it was a uh, it was already like the wheels were already wobbly the foundation was shit uh and you had a little adversity or ad- adversity is that uh-huh. yeah adversity and and uh you know it all falls apart
0: but so so the, so that band broke up you guys were together what happened? What, what were you doing? Wait, let me ask: Were you known as Raina Mystique at that point? By then,
1: so I was on. That's my name. So that's I've her. always been of Mystique. Um, oh, really? So, that is your your yeah, actual name. Wow, yeah. that is so cool. That's her middle name.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's your middle name. Uh
1: huh. Raina Mystique is my middle name. Rain is my first name.
0: Okay. Uh-huh.
1: So, um, so it's always been my name, like. You know, depending on like what high school or college friends, they might call me Mystique. They might call me Raina. Mm -hmm. Um, But when I joined that band, I mean, that was a part of the cockiness is that like they were talking about like, well, let's divide these song credits, and let's do this, and let's yeah. talk about it. And I was like, I don't really care what you guys do, because I'm just going to rain it out. Like, I'm going to Fergie out. Like, it doesn't matter to me, you know? <laughs> and that was, like, you know, just that cocky, like, asshole when you're, like, a child.
0: It's so funny uh, you said Fergie out, and even though I don't really listen to the Black Eyed Peas, I knew exactly what it means. You know exactly what
1: it means, right? Yeah. So, like, I, I was just always a shit talker. Like, I don't care what credit you guys give me, like. I'm going to be great regardless, you know? Um, so I was always known as Rain Mystique, but with that project, it was conscious in the co-op. So when that project broke off, um, Mike and I started Rain of Mystique in the dynasty and the dynasty just became, um, whatever amalgamation of artists we were working with at that time. So sometimes, well, now it's become. Rain and Mystique acoustic duo where it's the two of us, Mike and I, and like he'll play guitar and I'll sing. Um, And then when it's a dynasty gig is when we have a full band. So mm-hmm. we actually just got a band arrangement in Toledo because we've been here like a year and a half now, almost two years, working on two years. Um And I have a band in San Diego that we're kind of a band, like we've recorded, but we haven't played anything in a long time. Um and so I just kind of put together some some musicians here, so that we have a band here as well.
0: So okay, yeah. so badass band. So there Bad was some ass. some some space between when uh, when that the conscious and the co op broke up and when you guys moved back to Toledo. Oh, there's a so, huge amount of space. space. So,
1: yeah. So and Mystique and the Dynasty, like the co op had shows booked, and when the, the co op broke up, because you know there's there's musicians who do it until it gets hard. Because they think they can get famous or they think they can make money or they just want to be a musician now. Mm -hmm. Um, and then there's like, they like the idea of a musician. Yes. And then there's musicians who are like. I'm a musician. Like this is what I do. So the co-op broke up, and we had these shows booked. And I was like, "Well, fuck you guys! Like I'm playing those shows. Like I'm letting those shows go to waste." And so we we went and played them as as Reign of Mystique in the Dynasty. Yeah, we, and we pulled played together
0: a, a cool band. Uh huh. Played
1: mm-hmm. some played those shows. So and, there was no break
0: for you then. It was just No, one no. Right There's, to the you other. You don't
1: yeah. take breaks. Well, yeah. <laughs> it'd be
2: like, and that was the other thing. The other band members were, I mean, like another. The saxophone player had another project, so he didn't really care. Like we were his second project, uh, and then like the uh, the rapper guy was, you know, he was half in half out anyways, and like the others. Uh, so there was like, I, I just. When you look at who kept going and who's still doing it, it's like you can see how that could have broke out, but
1: that's yeah. that's just like with everything though, of like course, like some some people do of course, it for fun. people have hobby. fortitude.
2: and like really, this is just all that you know, like like I don't know what else I'm gonna do <laughs>
0: but- well, and I've noticed because, like I mean, you know, your guys is uh, like your your output since you've you know you you've, you got a couple albums, it seems like you're really eclectic and you and you just kind of do like what you're you're like what you feel like doing basically. I mean, there's no, there's no other way of of putting it. But like you said, (laughs) like, well, no, cause there's, like you said, it's, it's just whatever amalgamation you can, you can get. Mm -hmm. And cause you said, I'm a musician. This is what I do. I'm going to make it work regardless of what form it Mm -hmm. takes. Mm -hmm. Right. I don't care if it's not the perfect form that I'm, I had in my head, Mm -hmm. my idea of whatever it was. So what, I'm going to make it work anyway. So uh, tell tell me because was twenty five your first album? Was that the first? Twenty
1: five came out before the co op.
0: Oh really? So
1: so I had I had went to school, and when I moved back to San Diego, I just started doing like, I started doing like open mics, and I started doing. So this is like I graduated, I graduated college, I turned twenty one, um, and eventually I moved back to San Diego like at like twenty one, twenty two, um, and I was doing, um. Just whatever, like, whatever I could get, whatever Craigslist had, or like whatever I could find. Um, and then I was like, well, I got to release an album about to be 25. Like, again, like these, these stipulations that you put on your Just yourself. like
0: Adele. Yeah. Exactly, right? <laughs> Except for way before Adele. Yeah, yeah, way before <laughs> Adele.
1: Um, but so that was just like my misguided, like, I'm just going to do everything because I can.
0: So um, that's, that's your solo. That's, uh, that was like a solo project. That was like then, a solo yeah.
1: project. And I worked with like some jazz musicians on a few of this, like, covers that we did but and then just wrote the original stuff okay um and got that recorded and instantly hated it like (laughs) instantly was like this is and i and i see like the growth and i see and like i'll never take it down i was gonna
0: say yeah you keep it up so you can't hate it that much you can't
2: no but you can't hate the titty jiggle i mean like the titty jiggle the what (laughs) exactly if you guys are out there, go listen to Titty it's Jiggle. It's just
1: you know old things that you do before you realize who you are. Oh, okay. Oh, uh, just old songs. Yeah. So it, it's
2: a song. It's, it exists. I'm not just making. Things. <laughs> <laughs> it gonna, does exist. I'm going to advertise Titty Jiggle, but but you're right. There is a span between, especially between 25 and uh, and and. Uh, There's
1: 10 years between 25 yeah. and 1018, but I was in the co-op. And then we released some acoustic music. And then I was writing for people. I was writing with people. So there's just like tons of projects that we've been a part of that went into kind of what 1018 became. Because it was a really big cycle just from being trained classically, knowing I wanted to be a pop artist, or at least I thought I wanted to be a pop artist growing up, training classically, but having my first like live performances be jazz performances and then joining a funk band and then joining a hip hop band and then doing covers and then eventually being like okay let me just take a step back because now that I've done all this what the hell is it that I want to do now that I, I kind of have some control over my instrument and mm-hmm. I you know I understand I feel I understand music a lot better so we wrote the songs for 1018 um and then I went and recorded them with a band that literally fell into my lap, like, like, like. We talk about like bands being a blessing. This band was a, like just literally one day was like, hey, I put this band together for you.
2: And that was Ty, right?
1: That was Ty. Ty, I put this shout band out. together, we're 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 down to just do music with you. And they showed up, played in my garage, and it was amazing. And then we ended up recording Ten Eighteen.
0: Okay and that was, and that's your most recent album. Mm-hmm. You recorded it analog, I remember. Yeah. Could you, talk, could you talk talk about that a little bit and what why that decision was made and what what that was like?
1: I'm a minimalist as much as possible. Um like I'm the kind of person who will like prides myself on being like I just recorded that in one take whatever it sounds like it's going up. Like the, I just want to be authentic. That's kind of my mission right now. Um and so Mike had done a podcast with Tim Felton who owns um the kitchen in San Diego kitchen two the kitchen two a studio Sh- in San Diego surefire
2: soul Fire band surefires soul ensemble soul ensemble you have to know who these guys are coal mine records who is an Ohio record label. It could be Shakedown, the Monophonics, Polyphonics. These are all amazing funk bands. So if you like that kind of old school, like, uh, uh, who's the guys out of Brooklyn? The Sharon Jones, the Dap, Dap, the Dap Kings. Dap yeah. King. If you're into that kind of shit, check out Cold mine Records and uh, Surefire Soul Ensemble. Sorry.
1: Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> so um, Mike learns about his studio and... And I was just kind of like, "That's how I have to record." Like, um, so everything is all live, one take. There's no cuts on anything. Um, It was all done um, just in one room. We did the first three songs, and then a year later, we recorded because we went on we went on van life. Um, Mm. So we recorded. We actually started van life. Mike, myself, my husband, and my dog. Yeah, we were on van life. So we started van life, and then we circled back to San Diego to record the first three songs. And then we finished van life, and then I en- we ended up in Ohio, and then I was like, "Well, we have to record more music." And so I went, flew back out to San Diego like a year later, and we. Um, so I had sent them acoustic, like here, guys. Here's the outline. Here's the chords. Here's the basic format. Um, Write and- something, right? Yeah, yeah just whatever, whatever, whatever comes out is what we're going to use. So we get into the studio, we rehearse each song like once or twice, recorded it a couple of times, pick the best take. Um yeah. And
0: that's the album. And
1: that's right? the album. And
0: what's
2: interesting about the recording and analog, just getting back to that, is that we we had never heard our music record like that. And like when any anytime that we would expand on a recording outside of an acoustic recording, it would be just mostly me sitting in our studio putting together like, you know, I'm doing all the instrumentation, I'm doing all the production side of it, and that's mostly what we would have. So we've only we only knew our music digitally and sort of almost and, and almost exclusively demo-y. <laughs> and uh, oh, yeah. so like we were just like the idea was really interesting to us, and and I know that Reina sort of had this idea that she got from hearing about how the Beatles recorded, um, Sergeant Pepper, on a four track. And um, she just thought that was so interesting and that she wanted to sort of expand on that idea and like really minimalize, you know, tracking and and and, and just keep it super simple. And and, and so when the first time I remember hearing the playbacks, I remember because I left the studio and me and Bishop went out and had our, I, we had to do some shit, but we came back. And I remember hearing it for the first time. And then we just were like, well, I, I don't know if we can ever record it <laughs> digitally again because... It, it gave such a, an awesome dynamic to it. And l- when I heard some of the songs, how they how it was captured and how it came out, I mean, in the rough mixes, is how I pictured when I wrote it. Like, this is exactly how I heard it in my head when I wrote this. Mm-hmm. And so, like, for in that moment, like, we both were just like, this is it. You know, like, this is the end all, be all. Now, will we continue to do that? And will Tim continue to... To bless us with his time, um, you know we don't know, but but because uh, we'd like to, we'd right? love to, yeah. and and we're very much the type of. But art. I
1: also want to do some trap music. Yeah, oh, <laughs> like, so that's the that about con- every single yeah, no, no. genre. Out there. St- that's I, the I, kind it, of yeah.
2: artist though. Like that. That what's great about it is that we can just sort of jump between all these genres. It's just all
1: about output. Like like for me, like that was a great project, and I would like to do more of it, but. um I just want to do everything, and that's the, like...
0: Well, I, I got to ask. I, I got one more question related to music, and then I want to talk about the podcast. Oh, sure. Uh, but um, what? who are your influences? Like, who are your biggest influences when it comes to the music that you make? Because, I mean, you're so eclectic. It's like, I, I, I don't know if I could even, like, pick them out based on everything you just told me.
1: I mean, we get... Currently, with the music that we're recording right now, we get a lot of Roberta Flack or Amy Winehouse... Um, Karen Bailey Ray, like those are what artists that like obviously have influenced me, but also that relate to the music. But I mean, I love Jamie Cullum. I love Michael Jackson. um, Michael Buble. No, I'm not a big, (laughs) not a big Michael Buble fan. (laughs) No, but yeah, I mean, I'll listen to it though. Um, who I mean, no,
2: she loves Disney princess songs and shit. Like Bob
1: Marley. (laughs) There's there's, the currently Miguel is on my playlist a lot. Um. Yeah, the Pink Floyd. Really. <laughs> yeah, and that's level. the problem. Is that like I grew up when um you know like when they would mail you to CDs to your house. Yeah. And you would so just yeah. check off. You check off like thirteen that, yeah. of them at a time. So that's what I would do. I would just be like, I want this one. I want this one. And I would just listen to music. I just sit in my room and listen to CDs and watch VH1. Like. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so you're just taking it's like you're going through a garden and you're just plucking various whatever you like out of the uh, out of the garden. I think I have a sound a
1: now. I think I have a sound now at,
0: especially at 35. With,
2: especially with, I, I mean, like, especially at this recording experience. I think for me personally is just sort of uh, kind of redefine the way I see like just how. I want to produce music and like I almost want to write music specifically around analog. And I know we're just got a saying that we want to do other things. And I do, eff- like, yeah,
1: I- he's more like synth <laughs> poppy. That's the thing, too, is like the music that we listen to and the music that we make. Like, we're very different artists. It's just when we come together, this is the music that it this creates. is what happens, yeah. Right? yeah. yeah but uh, like, we don't listen to the same music, we like, do.
2: It's just, it's just, I, I go. I, I just I just go a little bit. He's out very there. shoulder shaky.
1: Well, I I
2: have a, a like like you're talking about influences. Miles Davis, Bitches Brew, is probably one of the biggest influences, and then uh and then Mars Volta, uh, De Loused and Comatorium, is another like huge influence on me and how I see music and how it changed my entire perspective about it. But but like uh but then Stevie Wonder, Donny Hathaway, and and like all those soul records, like Funkadelic and just it, fucking pantera you know like <laughs> metallica uh um, um rancid it, it, it just doesn't end it's just it's just a constant thing but i know like just from asking this question for my own podcast uh which might be a good segue <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah is where i ask like um i'll ask who is uh what is the most uh oh my god come on uh, influential album because I can't seminal what is the most seminal what what are some of the most seminal albums for you that kind of changed the way you look at music the way you approach music Ooh. and so like for me because I ask that question all the time of course I always ha- I have my own answer and it's just like I I, I can't just say one but if I had to it definitely be Bitches Brew but there's like but then there's like you know the Mars other, Volta. Yeah. Well, you just I
0: mean Miles Davis to the Mars Volta right there pretty much encompasses right, so much. Right. You know, and, that and, 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 and it it's totally. Really... And, and
2: for ki- growing up in chaos, like I have, like it that all makes sense because if you listen to Bitches Brew or Mars Volta, it's just fucking chaos. Yeah. <laughs> it's
0: just, that's my brain. Well, so uh, we speak English good. Okay. Uh, let's let's talk about that. Um. Uh. The first question I have is where did the name come from? What's the story with that? <laughs> it's honestly he's illiterate. You,
2: okay, so I'm terrible with my grammar. Um I'm terrible like writing emails is a nightmare for me. Um I I'm used to always have her spell check things for me, but I've gotten better and, and better uh, to the point where I'm a little bit more confident, but I know it's wrong. But but that's the name of the show. Right. We speak English good. So I, I just chop it up. as like, you know what you're getting into when you fucking put this thing on. Um, so we speak English good is obviously not good English or it's not. It's we speak English well or we speak good English. Um, and I was just walking down the street one day and I thought that that was a funny joke. Like, we speak English good um, because of the obvious that is improper English. The joke is, is that it's improper English, but I'm presenting it as reality. So, uh, it's a terrible joke. And, um, yeah, he told laugh.
1: it to a bunch of us, like, in a room. I, and
2: I wouldn't let it go. I would and not listen, let it yeah, go. Yeah,
1: listens like I get it. Everybody else yeah, is no, like, no,
2: no, people get it. And, and you know what? People do laugh. Like, like, people be like, oh, you know, I, when it clicks for people, just like 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 inside my brain, like 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 it just like an angel gets its wings in my brain. Okay, <laughs> like it Well, just, was it a dude. podcast at that point? Was it an no, idea no, no, no. So was it was just, just, a, just an idea, and then yeah. so when me and my buddy Caleb MCI, who is a hip hop uh, artist who I worked with in a band called uh, the Concrete Project, who I one of my I love those guys. All those guys are dear friends of mine. Uh, but me and him decided we were going to start a podcast, and. He was just like, so what? What are we gonna name this fucking thing? And I was like, I don't know. And that stupid joke was kind of fresh, and I just thought it was like, you know, like those are we speaking English good? He's like, okay, cool. And then he made the
0: website. I was gonna say because that's a great name for (laughs) a podcast. Yes, definitely, because it encompasses. It could mean, first of all, it focuses on speech, and that's what podcasts are, right? right? And uh, and it it could be about anything. Yeah. It's, you have such a wide swath that you could do with that. Uh,
2: Well, unfortunately, most people think it's a fucking how to speak. uh, It's an English speaking, (laughs) like how to speak English. English is a second language. Yeah. So I do get a good amount of emails with foreigners asking me to help them uh, learn English, which I, I tell them, yes, please uh, email me and I'll respond in English. (laughs) And they and like, I had one girl who responded and it was really sad, actually. It was like a really sad story. It was like, back when Syria was like really getting pelted and I don't know if currently Syria is getting pelted by you know American forces or whatever I'm so out of the loop and I'm so I'm sorry if I'm speaking out of school here. But uh, it was in a time when Syria was kind of going through some shit and it was a girl from Syria and she was just like, oh, it, I am surrounded by war. And it was all like this terrible, broken English. And it was just like, I, I'm surrounded by war and sadness. And I hope that one day I go to America where I can be a doctor and shit. <laughs> here I can only be a wife. And it was like a very sad sad story and and you know i was like please reach out anytime so i i i do get emails i do get emails frequently because of the name and sometimes because i'm so confused on how this whole numbers games works with podcasts sometimes i feel like i get the numbers i do because of the name but <laughs>
0: <laughs> i was gonna say because you have a good following you average like a couple thousand listens a show it's, yeah like
2: and you know minimum. like one of these bad bad this other show which threw me off got four thousand hits in like the first week it was up and it was byron harris jr who we were working with as uh he's a he's, well he's a drummer but he's our pianist <laughs> uh he if you ask him he'll say he's a drummer but uh he plays piano with us and he's a fantastic player he's just amazing just like one right. of those um just one of those guys who could just do everything you know piano bass drums and stuff so yeah, so so it's all confusing to me. I don't I don't know how this works and
0: um neither do I. That's why I <laughs> that's why I use a studio. So I just I show up and record it and they do everything else. So. Which
2: is nice, man. Which which really because Wednesdays are release days for me. So I just released uh, a new episode today with oh my god, um uh The Shaken, Shaken Shivers. The Shaken Shivers, they're a local Toledo band, uh badass garage rock band, but uh so Wednesday mornings, I usually record and then I can it and then uh, then the day of release because I like to record fresh so I can promote anything coming up for the weekend or, it, you know, just I like to stay kind of current. And if I feel like it, I'll go into like a little monologue or something. But I mostly separated monologues from shows because of you, Alex. that uh, You inspired me for that because I liked how clean you just sort of like, hey, guys, welcome back. What's up, guest? You know, like I like that, and I know a lot of podcasts do that, but like I don't know, just for whatever reason, I was listening to your show, researching you as a guest, and I just, I was just like, that just sounds really good, and me and Raina had just talked about, it. I was like, you know, like sometimes when you're talking and it, it kind of sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, but yeah uh, anyways I'm sorry go ahead you got more questions oh uh, actually I no man sort of you're ambly. on a roll like that's uh, I
0: love when I can just I just ask one question and the guest just goes I, and can, goes. I, that's can, perfect, I
2: can go on and on but and, it, yeah that was why because I'm like <laughs> you you
0: you've been doing this way longer than me so you know th-
2: th- it, it, well it's a problem because it's become like <laughs> now it's become like time management issues like I was just I mean like I, I Three talked hour to me. podcast. I've been t- well just time management as in like um for instance a good example is, Um, we're supposed to start at 7. I have to go pee out here at the studio. And instead of directing myself towards the bathroom, I see a group of people. And now I've decided to start talking to them. They were were another podcast. Another podcast. So so they're susceptible to it as well. We just start podcasting here
0: (laughs) in the hallway. Well and then we did it before the show too. We were, I don't even remember what we were, what we were talking about. Oh, yeah, But we were going. just we just w- went and you're, you're like shit man we should be recording this is gold. And I was thinking the exact same <laughs> thing. So Well that's why and and that's
2: kind of why I have the same, that the approach that I do like when you came on the show you're just like oh we're in it. and 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 I know a lot of people do that like I know Chris Hardwick does that. I wish like I could
0: it. do that. I wish the, but, but I, you I could. Really that I really could. I
2: I think it's more like a format thing because of how you have the music come in for 2 minutes and maybe I mean, I, I'm not trying to tell you how to run your show at all, but like, I mean, just, just the way I look at podcasts and how people should approach their podcasts is that it is malleable. It is nothing that is definitive. It can change and keep it, keep it liquid. Um, so like never, but been I still- do
1: think that we speaking English should, should bring back the games.
2: Well, yeah, I, I get it. But, but that's the great thing about it is that I'm, I'm I've still been able to grow and still been able to change. However, I need to fit my schedule, my form of whatever the situation is. The, the show has been able to change with me and, and I've still been able to grow it. So like, I just, for me, I just see it like if you wanted to do something like that, then you should probably just do that, and yep. then you might have to change it up. But even if you have the music at the beginning, and and you just like how we're bullshitting, Katie can just push, you know, have record going, and we're just bullshitting. Yeah, and, and, I've, and, thought like, and, and, and I've thought about it. I've thought about it. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm sure you have. And, like anybody <laughs> who cares about their show is is like. Constantly looking for ways to do it better.
0: Well, I think the the reason that we do it the way we do it here is because it's our blocks. Yes, so it has to be sort of. Regimented, no, and I get like, it. Yeah.
2: I get it. You know, I saw her throw up the five minute, and that's why I sort of stopped and let you kind of get in there. So I, you know, I I like I like how you do your show. I like it inspired me to change my show. So like obviously some. You're doing something right, but uh, you know, if you want to change something, then fucking change it.
0: Well, yeah, and I was going to say man cuz your show like, I mean, you have the and now I don't not to get into a, you know, like, you know, giving each other a tongue bath here or anything, but like where <laughs> you know, what I like about your show, you just mentioned the 3-hour thing. That's what the whole appeal of podcasts is, you know, yeah. is you can just sit down for 3 hours and man. have these conversations, these deep conversations, right. and they're on the internet. Forever, right. anybody who can who wants to can go and listen to them. And yeah. and so that's the whole, that's the reason the medium has exploded in right. the past decade, and so. Yeah.
2: And, and it's anytime, whenever, wherever. And so, Driving whatever it's a three you hour want. podcast, yeah. and so a lot of people ask me, it's like, these are so long, uh, who's gonna sit down and listen to it? It's like, well, no one's gonna sit down and probably listen to it from start to beginning, but like, you drive somewhere, you listen to it. You get back in your car to drive home, you listen to it. You go to the gym and you're listening to it while you're sweating. It's just something that's broke out throughout the day and it's almost like a treat because sometimes when you're listening to a podcast and you're really into a conversation just like oh my god and then you got to get out and go somewhere and you're just like i can't wait to get back to my story or whatever it is you know and that's what's so great about just this like i can just come to it anytime i feel like it and and it's open and free and like you can say what you want within reason and you know and 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 truly
0: express yourself and and it's just beautiful i think it's a beautiful medium yeah i'm i'm glad to be involved in it and and, i mean you've got you've got a good thing going yourself there too i appreciate it and so um Guys, we got to wrap up, but thanks, right. thanks so much for coming on. No really problem. quick, is there anything that you want to just tell us where to find your stuff and you know promote anything you want to promote and all that good stuff?
1: Sweet, you can find me um, literally anywhere just by searching Raina Mystique. Um, I have the same name on everything: YouTube, Spotify, Instagram,
0: and that's Raina R E I N A Mystique, like the X Man.
1: M Y
2: S T I Q U E dot com.
1: Yep, Mystique dot com. <laughs> literally anywhere.
2: Make it easy for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you just type that in, and then we speak English good is simply we speak english That's where you can find a thing. Right now, my Instagram is where the party's at. Like, <laughs> 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 um, so like you can follow me on Instagram at we speak English good, um, and I'm also on Facebook. But that's linked to my Instagram. And your so.
1: podcast is on Spotify now. Yeah. Apple, oh Yeah. yeah and all exactly.
2: Yeah. Yeah you, yeah. you can get my podcast anywhere you get your podcast, and on Spotify now because. But and you know what the guy who stole my logo is still up there so they
0: have done nothing. Oh man, that's a whole other story. Yeah, it is. Right it is. is. It's it? fucking it's annoying. <laughs> <laughs> Well um yeah thanks for thanks Thank for driving you. up guys Thank really you. thanks for yeah, having this us is, um, this, this has great. been great great conversation yeah. i this is one another show where i'm like we have to end and i wish we could keep going but um i will be back next week uh who am i interviewing i'm interviewing a guy for, uh, his name is anthony he works at the treasure mart in Ann Arbor, so we're going to be talking about antiques he's also british so we'll be talking about British things. Nice. And uh and yeah, I will be back then. Nice. Everybody have a great week. Thanks again, Raina Mystique, Thank Mike E. P. uh for coming on. And uh everybody have a great week. This has been American Winer on podcast Detroit.com.